audio. Hey, everybody. Welcome here, to another Here we edition. are figuring out where to <laughs> place the blame. <laughs> oh, man. I knew, I knew we had said, hey, during our week off. Let's do 3.30 to 4 on Tuesday, Glendronic and Twice Barreled. Okay, 3.30 to 4. So technically, I was on time. Technically. I got here at 3.51. That's why I'm not completely bombarding You're not completely mad? Ass. All right. Well, well I got to drink, so. It's Rob, it's Mark, and Gabe is back with us. Hey, Gabe. Hello. I haven't seen you in a long time, it's man. It's been a while. What, Saturday? What do you mean? Well, that, no, I mean, does on, that on this whole thing. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Does. We were drinking. God, that was a lot of fun. Um, does anyone remember it, though? That's the problem. Oh, I, I do. I remember when Mark pulls that bottle of the CYPB up from under the bar and starts pouring it for free <laughs> to those of us that he <laughs> don't, invited don't down. Tell, don't tell the people that. Well, I mean, what? It, it was kind of a special <laughs> It was a special deal uh, that Justin and Mark put together, which I thought was, I mean, beyond, uh, you know, uh, generous. Oh, yeah, it was super generous, especially going into Christmas. Yeah, it was it was fun. We got to try the CYPB. He had the 20-year Mictors that was down there as well that they let us mm. try. Yeah, that's a uh, huh, that's a hell of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that what you've had the CYPB before though, haven't you Gabe? Before that yes. one? Yes. Okay. No, I have. Um, the CYPB is consistently though probably one of my favorites of the Weller. And how how really how hard is it for you to find stuff like that? Hard. Is it really? Yes. And it's very annoying. <laughs> well, no, like on the East Coast. I know Coast. too many people for it to be this hard, Mark. No, I'm just kidding. That sounded really pretentious. <laughs> no, but, but that's fair. I mean, you you come from a part of the country that's got a much larger population. You would probably know a lot more people coming from Maryland in that area. Yeah. I mean, Wellers is one of those products. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Even it's, on the coast, it it's doesn't always, matter. It's, it's always now going to be allocated. I mean, Well, even Tucker said, I mean, he said he's got a thousand bottles or whatever, and it's never had a never had a bottle of it before well how is what is their release on it is it is it just is it is it really you know, really limited that's or a, that's a really good question and i honestly don't have the answer okay um, i don't think it's limited um i think it's similar to most other weller products which are supposed to be pretty well findable yeah i think the problem is is secondary market and people hoard them up buy them up and then, of course, stores, because they know what it will sell now, um, you can find it, but they're going to charge you $500 for it. Good God. What um, is just a bottle of it which, if you could find it at retail? I mean, 60 bucks <laughs> For the CYPB, really? Yeah. And that's probably on the high side, 60 70 Well, and I, I think here we just aren't getting the numbers that they will in other places. You know what I mean? Well, that's fair. I mean, we don't hardly ever get 107. Well, we're right. Antique 107 here. And that's of the wellers. I mean, the easiest to find is the special reserve. Which that should that's be the around, green label one, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, twenty five, thirty bucks normally, but even that, you see some places charging a hundred dollars for it. That's ridiculous. It's very stupid. When we first started this, I remember when we first got to uh, kind of get to know Dan from Timmins Market. Um, he texted me and said, "Hey, I've got a, I've got a bottle, <laughs> a surprise for you, a bottle for you out at the store. Just swing by and pick it up." Knowing that you know we had just gotten to know him and. He wasn't going to, you know, give me a bottle of, of, of Pappy or anything, but he said, here, I've got this bottle of Weller Special Reserve, which I know at that time, four years ago, even just four years ago, yeah. you could find it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, I felt that's when I fell in love with Weller. And I was like, man, this stuff's Well, you expensive. and everyone else. That's the problem. Oh, that's um, probably it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bourbon boom has really, I mean, because it wasn't, I mean, maybe four or five, maybe six years ago. I mean, you could walk in. There'd be Blanton's everywhere, Weller yeah. everywhere. I mean, even Pappy's, um, Stats, George T. Staggs. Um, it's just gotten stupid. Do you guys feel like it's it's slowing down at all? No. Do you think it's it's just starting to even even ramp up even further? No. I think it's only going to get worse. I mean, it's it's like you know being here where we are. The the craziness started on the coasts, like most trends will, and then slowly filters to where we're at, and we're finally getting there slowly but surely. And I think it'll you know as people become more and more accustomed and 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 adventurous when they're doing drinking bourbon and other whiskeys, it's just going to get worse here. Well, and I know we talked about it on the last podcast, but I was so surprised at the number of people uh, that were that were out doing these allocated events. Oh, yeah. That showed up at Timmins, that yeah. showed up at Caesars, um, well, that mean, showed up at, at Mr. Liquor, that showed up at these places that do these. Even the small, like, little DWT plug here, right? Dakota Whiskey mm-hmm. Territory, if you don't know it, go check it out. Anyway. It's fun. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, as one of the moderators for that, and I mean, I've seen the group grow from, I think, when I first joined it, which was October of 2021. No, maybe it was November. It was like 300 people, 350 maybe. And we're at over a thousand now, and, it's, and that's been fast. I and mean, the growth quick, on that is, been, yeah, quick. Um, and it's, I mean, yeah, the 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 market here for whiskey, bourbon, but whiskey in general is growing, and I think the interest is growing. And because of that, um, you're going to see more and more competition for things. Now, I will also say that because of that, I think we will get more distribution. Hopefully, I hope if so. I have anything to say about it, <laughs> which I don't. What's your poll, Gabe? <laughs> but if I did. Let's know what your poll is. We, we, that'd be great right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, not much. Not much. Um, well, we've, you know, 2022 has been, it really, it Rob and I especially, I think we discovered a lot of new things. And there was, there was just a lot of great stuff that had been pushed out last year. And Rob being as big a Jack fan as he is, we always look mm. forward to what they're going to be doing. The bonded and the triple mash. And that was the two biggies that came out in twenty twenty two. Whiskey Jack Ten, the Jack Ten as oh, well, yeah. the Koi Hill. Uh, you know, two the Jack Ten and the Koi Hill. Good luck again. Right, it's another yeah. one trying to get your hands on. But then they they brought out what's called this twice barreled, the American single malt that they finally released. Which again, and we've we've talked. Rob and I have talked about this before. Is is Jack is never really on the forefront of these trends. But it does seem like when they hop onto the trend, they're getting it right. Right. There's no. There's no. A lot of missteps. We're like, oh, that 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 didn't. That didn't work. <laughs> no. Right? right. You know. Yeah. So as far as American single malt goes, which again we talked in the last podcast and gave, um, you know, it's it's finally has its its recognition and its distinction now in the American annals of whiskey. The, yeah. It's it's a, it's a it's a legitimate thing. Oh yeah. Do you like it? Do you like single malt at all? Have you tried um, enough to 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 know? Um, Scotch single malt, yes. Sure. American single malt, generally no. Okay. Um, the first single malt I ever had, which I think the case could be made that this was also the same brand or company to really start getting a foothold in American single malt, was a bottle of Stranahan's, which is a Colorado. Really? Yeah, out of Colorado. Um, single malt. Um, I don't know if that was the first, but it, it was definitely one of the more popular early on. Um, and I, full disclosure, and, you know, again, grain of salt in my palate, but I hate it. Okay. I do not like Stranahan's. Um, I've had a, a few of their bottles. 
Wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of most of the Stranahan I, stuff. I, I'm either. with you. I, I, I don't particularly very, care for it. Very limited experience with it, but yeah. But I, I've right. generally stayed away from it. Yeah. Well, and reason being is for me with, I guess I'll, I'll say specifically with the, the Stranahan's, is I get a really weird, funky note that it, the only way I could describe it, it's like a funky corn that went wrong, and that doesn't really make sense because there shouldn't be any corn in it because it's 100% malt. But And I don't know if it's just because of the, the malt they're sourcing or what, but it tastes funky. And I don't get that off of scotch well, at all. I'm assuming the malts have to have a much different flavor in one country to oh, the yeah. next as well, well right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's why they're, you know, Jack blends corn and whatever from... yeah. You know, when they when they're making their flavored stuff, they're bringing in cinnamon from, you know, multiple regions because right. it gives it that complexity. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that I'll not also that I'm a say big fire too, guy either, but that it wasn't until and I probably will get this wrong, but I'll say around 2020, around 2020, when the American single malt category changed, because um, it used to be it only had to be 50, 51 percent malt. But now it's like scotch where it has to be 100% malt. Oh, really? So there could have been some different batch variations. And, you know, some yeah. of this was only 51% malt. The rest was corn. And, and whereas now it would be different because it would be 100% malt. And, I, you know, I have not gone back to it since. Well, so. we like to give a shout out up to Proof Artisan and Fargo, too, for their Glen Fargo, which is an American single malt. Oh, that's excellent. Which actually, actually yeah, yeah, was surprise. I mean, we didn't really know what it was when we first yeah. tried it. Mm-mm. And we were, you know, it does... All of American single malts will always be compared to scotch because it is based on the scotch model. Um, but it was, it, you know, Rob, you're not being a huge scotch guy. You kind of enjoyed it, I, think. I Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it near as much as the Crooked Furrow. Sure. Uh, for obvious reasons. Right. But, I, I mean, now I'm getting into, you know, trying some of these things more. I should probably go back and try the Glen Fargo. It would be. Yeah, too. we should. I think that'd be fun. It's been a long time since I've had any. Um, so back to the Jack, uh, twice barreled and what I don't know, and maybe you, well, you could probably tell me why, why didn't they just go with the, the single malt distinction for why the twice barreled? Well, they actually finished it in the Oloroso sherry barrels. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's why it does say American single malt on the label, but they're, they're, you know, up on the bottle super close is the twice barreled. And and that is for like Rob said, the uh, distinction with the Oloroso. Okay. There. So you've had some now, right, Gabe? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I uh, really like it, actually. <laughs> All right. So give me... Sorry, give, Mark Tucker. I, <laughs> I know you don't. This is where we're going to differ, I think. Well, I Tell know for me. two guys of similar palates, and one of you likes it and one of you doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Just that. Going up Just, on that, right. Yeah, I put my foot in my mouth on that one. <laughs> so what do you what do you get out of this then, Gabe? What uh, what stands out to you when you're drinking it? Well, I guess a little backstory about this. I mean, from, from what I was reading and kind of what I've been talking to people about. So it is around seven years old. Um, 2015 is when I believe the barrels were laid down for it. Um, so five years, I believe in just regular standard bourbon, cask or new American oak, um, but then finished for two and a half years in the Oloroso cask. And now really quick, do you, do you, what, what is the Oloroso? Is that a type of, so that's a that, type of sherry. Okay. It's a type, so it, with sherry, um, and it's very prominent in Scotch whiskey. Um, you have two main types used. You have Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez, or PX. Mm-hmm. Um, Oloroso typically gives off a more nuttier, spicier uh, flavor when used for a finished barrel. Um, and I will tell you, because um, they also used first fill 
Oloroso cask with this, meaning that before the Jack Daniels distillate was put into those casks, the only other thing in it was sherry. So okay. it's a very wet cask. Um, and that comes across very, very hard on this. There's a lot of fruity, nutty notes that I get on this. It's so dark. It is. I, I don't I don't think there's a Jack I've ever seen that looks that thick. Well, I think that Jack 10 is pretty dark. But, you know. See, ten, I only got about old. a half a taste of that. <laughs> I haven't seen a bottle of it I since. Got, there's a bottle open do. at the house. <laughs> well, and, you know, a, a question that I think deserves to be asked, and this might be an, an ignorant question because I am not by any means up fully read up on um, American single malt as a category. But with bourbon, it, you cannot add any type of coloring or anything else to the cask to have it be right. a different color. With American single malt, I don't know if that's the case or not. And the only reason I say that is because in scotch, you have what's called E150 coloring or E150A. And it's basically a food coloring that they put into their cask or their distillate to make it appear darker than it actually is. That's why words like non-chill filtered and natural color are very important with scotch. Um, I don't know... If with this they do, or I would assume not. I, don't I would Jack be surprised. Daniels. I would think yeah. that Jack Daniels would consider that a sin. Right. No, I, good. I mean, <laughs> as they I mean, should. I mean, uh, with, with no knowledge whatsoever of in, in talking with anybody at Jack, I just, they just, I just have the feeling that they would think that was just utterly wrong. Well, wouldn't, no wouldn't what. the sherry barrel, though, wouldn't it give it that darker? I mean, sherry's a well, very, absolutely. very dark absolutely. liquor to begin with. Yeah. No, considering that this is that? a, um, you know, bottled and distilled in Tennessee, um, where it's also aged, Yep. Um, which is can be a hotter climate, and it's a first fill sherry barrel, and it's two and a half years finished at that, um, I would assume this is natural color. Is that a lot for a finish? Yes. Two years or more? It seems like a lot of the things that I've yeah. seen, they go for a year in a, in a second barrel, but... You, you probably know more than I do, Gabe. Yeah, I mean, with bourbons, you, you don't really see, at least not I can't think of one. I mean, maybe one of you or someone like Dan Bruner or, or Mark could maybe tell me, but um, I can't think of a bourbon that's finished that long. Like, Angel's Envy is one of the most popular finished bourbons in uh, port casks, and that's only, I think, like six months. No really? Year. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half years is a long finish (laughs) in first fill, especially considering the type of uh, category that it is. Well, and it's interesting now that I look at um, I look at the Glendronic that we have here on the table, too. Mm. That also is extremely dark. Well, this is 18 years and (laughs) and also Oloroso. But if you look at the. Oh, it is. It's that's the same. Look How dark like the Jack is the same color. It is. And this is only seven years old. You, you guys can't see this on, on No, you on can't, the audio, but, but trust but us, it's very it, dark. It's very dark. It looks like maple syrup. They both kind of do. No, very I, dark maple syrup. I will say um, Texas whiskey. Have you ever seen Balconis before? Yes. So yep. their single malt, Balconis single malt, is also super dark. And that's only two and a half years old. And it has everything to do with the climate of the casks. So Texas is very, very hot. Okay. So the interaction with the cask is going to be a lot. It's going to be substantial. Well, what is it that, that like half the flavor comes from the barrel, but all of the color does? Isn't that what we learned? Yes. 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 So. Most of the flavor and all of the color. Right. Huh. Unless it's scotch using E-150. <laughs> <laughs> Do they put that in everything? Do they put it in all the scotch? They or, put do, it, or does some be like, no, so this is the color and this is what we want it to be? The best way 
that I that I tell people to look out for that is unless you see, like on the Glendronic, you see non-chill filtered, right. natural color. What that means is that the color is natural. It all comes from the cask. And that it is not chill filtered, meaning they don't chill it down and filter it through a strainer mm-hmm. to get out the essential oils that make it cloudy yeah. when you put it Take out right. the particulates and whatever. So other than that, like if, if you don't see that, you have to assume that it is not natural color with scotch. Okay. Not not meaning that it, it isn't natural color, but unless they have that on the label, which is the contract between you, the consumer, right. and the distillery, unless you see that, there's no way of knowing. Excellent. Well, I'm so happy you like this, Gabe. I was, well, I, I was worried about with it. With scotch, the color varies <laughs> so greatly anyway. Some of those oh, scotches does. are really mm-hmm. light in color, almost well, absolutely. almost transparent. Yeah, you, you can know, have a... And this Glendronic is... Well, you look at Glenfiddich, you know, that 14, which is my favorite scotch, is an extremely light-colored scotch. I don't know if they color that or not. Everybody okay out there? Yeah. Uh, everybody, nothing happened at the big intersection we've got? They're like, Gabe Aldridge, <laughs> <like> Jack Daniels. <laughs> Hopefully the fire department isn't pulling gun up point. out front again. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, this, uh, that, that's, yeah, this has been a little, this has been a very interesting conversation. Are you, uh, do you want to, you, are you comfortable doing a little uh, two-minute review and of yeah, your yeah. whatever well, on here? And, what's, yeah, what's, I mean, I, I want to discuss it with you guys. I mean, what did you guys get on the nose at all? Was it sherry? Oh, was it God. fruity? Was it? Gabe, okay. First, come on, when you Mark. say that, when you say, mm. what did you get on the nose? I got whiskey. Nice. He's not <laughs> yeah, wrong, I got folks. Whiskey. On He's the nose. not wrong. I can never be wrong when I say that, right? It's very nice. Good. Um, I'm. I'm just not your guy on that. To me, it's again in the simplest, just the the simplest of idiot terms for this stuff. I. I. It. It. Right away, it smells like Jack to me, but it smells like a very sweet, almost sugary Jack to mm, me. That's a good word. Okay. Sugary, yeah. It, it. I get a lot yeah. of that. Maybe like a cola. Cherry cola. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. See, that's why we don't leave the reviews up to you. Right. Please don't. I can. I can be. I can be. I'll give you the moron review of it. But yeah, that's kind of what I get on the nose of that right yeah, away. Like a flat cherry Dr Pepper. That's kind of what I smell. See, because you get a little of that banana. There's just a little tiny bit of banana in there. Not much at all. But I love banana, and so I pick that out every time. But yeah. Okay. All right. That's that what I get. Would have to be part of the per- Jack. Overall process, I would think, if you're well, getting banana on I think, something that I isn't. think Jack Black, lots of people will describe a banana flavor in Jack Black. Do you think they Black. would describe Jack Black as a banana? More like a pear, maybe. <laughs> oh, Depends right. on what bottle you buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so uh, what what's next then? What 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 struck you next after you took that sip, Gabe? Um, I, I will say I, I think this is I think the Oloroso was a good call. And uh, and actually the press release or, or some of the reviews I was reading um, the original take on this when they tried it without the Oloroso cask was that it was not sweet enough. It was kind of funky, a little bit bitter, which I would agree. Like most single malts, I get that weird funky note. Um, but with this, the Oloroso was a good call because it just it takes that and it adds that heft, that darkness, that little bit of smoky, a little bit of heavy fruits. And it just amplifies it with that fruity, raspberry, dark plum, stewed, red fruit vibe that so you you do get a lot of fruitiness oh, yeah, to yeah. this then yeah i'd say it's fruity and a little bit smoky okay not peaty like, like right you right <laughs> so hey um but but smoky like, and it's not um, dry either there's no. no dryness to this at all it's 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 not super like um super buttery or oily it's just it's just kind of right it just hits a sweet spot with mm-hmm. that you know i don't i don't feel some of that some sometimes you can get that almost too much 
yeah. of of just on your tongue. But this seems to make just have a really good. Yeah, it's kind of sticky to me. Like it sticks oh, around for okay. a little bit. Sticky is a word that makes me uncomffortable, but sure. <laughs> it's okay. Green girl man talking about something sticky. It's fun. <laughs> it's moist. Deal with it, Mark. It's moist. There we this go. This is going to get banned. This podcast is immediately banned. Hey, we Don't. can say whatever we want In on all podcast. countries. That's this right. This is an FCC regulated, and you're all adults if you're drinking Not safe for work, gentlemen. Not safe for work. You've been warned. Well, Rob, of all the jacks that you've drank, I mean, and you've touched on, <laughs> well, I'm talking about all the different uh, incantations of them, right? From the Koi Hill to the to the ten to the seven to the to everything. Could you rate this? Could you put this somewhere? I mean, from the Sinatra too. To is there is this, there? In all honesty, this is way up there for me, and I and mm. I was super apprehensive because it is an American single malt, and you know how I feel about mm-hmm. malt. anything scotchy. <laughs> right, and this doesn't come across as scotchy to me at all. I mean, well, we'll I, see if you get the hiccups in a minute. Well, and <laughs> and I haven't, and I've had it a couple of times now, and and it it just doesn't have that same vibe to me. I thoroughly enjoy. I mean, I think my favorite, I mean, was the ten so far. Yeah, and, that was and the really Sinatra good. was. I mean, is always good. Um, I had, you know, I shouldn't probably admit this, but I had some of the century. Years ago, before I knew what the hell right. I was doing, <laughs> and he drain poured it. Yeah, he just you know, poured it down the drain. He just didn't like you know. It. Um, and I'm afraid. I'm not, I mean, I'm not opening the bottle that I've got in the office for obvious reasons. I mean, it's right. about half an investment piece at this point, yeah, just is. considering how much it costs to begin with. But um, I mean, this is way up there. The, I, I liked the Koi Hill more than I thought, even considering it was a hundred and. 90 proof to 145 right. proof you know i mean it's it's hot but so this is definitely so a, much flavor that right you couldn't so this, this could be a favorite for you well yeah if i can find more than a <laughs> right. bottle of it i mean <laughs> right exactly i mean i would have it all the time i think yeah but you were able to find a bottle wow. <laughs> more than one well wow. it's got Some, more than sometimes one. the <laughs> bottles find you Help brother out <laughs> I did. Uh, That's why you're no, here. No, no, he did. He did. He did. I'm going to take it. It's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, it's it's. if you can get your hands on it, it's well worth – I'm assuming if you fly internationally, the duty-frees are going to have this still, I believe. Uh, that will, that might, might be, be worth be. buying an international plane ticket just to go get it. Oh, it might man. be cheaper than secondary. Uh, well, it probably Certainly. will be for sure. Well, by the time you have the plane ticket on, can you, can you, you know, just go buy a – Ticket to Winnipeg and, and sure, and turn as, long, as long as it says international on that ticket, you can go and turn around free. and leave the airport when you're done. You absolutely can. They don't care. They got your money. I want, I want six cases of the. <laughs> and I don't know how many they'll let you buy. But I'm not, uh, don't, don't worry, I'm not taking. Good, that needs to be a travel podcast episode. I'm not taking do, it on the yeah, plane. Do a travel I'm leaving. Podcast. I uh, I I've I bought one. Well, I bought a bottle that bonded. Uh, the the bottled and bond is what I bought when we were coming back. From the from Eastern Europe, uh, I, I what brought that bottle back? I bought it, and when I got it to the plane, they said they can't. They said you can't take it on because you don't have the red piece of tape over it to take it on board. And I said, well, I bought it at the duty free, and they're like, it doesn't matter. You don't have the red tape on there. So I had to give the bottle back, and they're like, well, we'll we'll refund you your money, whatever. But right before the plane takeoff, this woman ran onto the plane with a bottle with the red tape on it. She goes, here, just just take this. I'm sorry. I, I forgot to put this on, so here you go. 
So yeah, I had a bottle. I had the bottled and bond. So I brought that back and we drank it. You're we saying hide the red tape on any bottle you buy. <laughs> Make sure it's on the red. Yeah, or, exactly. How is it? Bottle. First of all, that I've never heard the story. And yeah. Second of all, I had to order it from overseas, but this is no. the first time we had it. No, because I did. I brought. You are drunk. This did not I happen. Brought a, I brought a. You oh didn't. no, I'm sorry. It wasn't the bottled and bond. It was the. Uh, it was the 16 year old rum. From John. Same thing. Oh, same, same thing. Same, same thing. thing. The, the Appleton Estates. The Appleton Estates. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm sorry. Not the bottle yes. and bond. Why did I have that in my mind? Because we're drinking Because we're Jack. drinking Jack. And we've been off for well, three he's days. so pretty, folks. That's why we keep him <laughs> I don't around. Know what to do. <laughs> All right. Bottom West Whiskey Festival also is coming up uh, the first Saturday of March, March 4th. March 4th, I think. General admission and some VIP tickets are still available through Mountain West Whiskey Festival. Dot com. It'll be right over there at the Rushmore, which we can see out the window of our beautiful studios. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there, baby. There it is. They should uh, turn their lights on. That's right. <laughs> they should now. It's dark. Oh, um, 4.30. Gabe, I, you got your VIPs, I know, didn't you? I got the VIP. I Sweet. missed out on the well, it's you okay. know, sometimes sorry, sometimes it's who you know. Sorry, too. We're working okay. on that. Right? Right. Don't tell I'm anybody. not bitter at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for coming in uh, and, and doing we this. We can only lead you to the trough, Gabe. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point, Rob. <laughs> it's Gabe and Rob in Houston, and it is Whiskey at Work. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Mm-hmm.